0: FM to get started.
1: On today's episode of To The Point, we have one of the secrets to the lab's success. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk moving. Welcome on in to the point with Kristen Burt. We are so excited you are here today because I'm very excited. I feel like I have talked about this guest with everybody, but we haven't had her here in studio. And we also have another record setting show. So to my left, I'm going to introduce Sienna Lalau, And I have to say, you are kind of one of the keys to the success for The Lab. So welcome Uh, to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. All right. Super excited. And of course third-time guest, which is setting a record here on To The Point. Welcome back, Valerie Ramirez. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy you're here, and I love that you're you're holding the record. You're keeping it up. I know. Because <laughs> The Lab was actually the first time I had a repeat guest, too, when I had you guys on after the uh, finale for World of sure, Dance. Yeah, sure. So No, it's exciting. Thank it you is. for having us. All right, of course. <laughs> now, you know, I feel like I've talked about you so much on this show. We had Trey of course, and he was talking about your process and everything else, and how you are part of the puzzle for The Lab, but I want to kind of start out, how did the two of you come together?
0: Um, Well, actually, I didn't join the Lab until 2016, Mm -hmm. back in November 2016, and um, Kea, uh, our youngest on the JV team, yes, uh, for the TV show, I actually grew up with her in Hawaii, so we both lived together, um, not together in Hawaii, but um, she was one of my students back at home, so I taught her, and then when she moved out to LA, you know, I would visit her a lot of the time, and... One day, like, her mom just brought up to me, like, oh, my gosh, you have to see this team that we've been training with. They're called The Lab. They're so amazing. We love training with them. They're so hardworking. I was like, okay, I I, I want to see, like, what's what The Lab is all about. And so everybody showed me videos, and I was like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> this team is amazing. I was like, I would, like, absolutely love to dance with them one day. Mm-hmm. And so um, Kea's mom, um, you know, because we – been together like for a long time so she um brought it up to Val saying um there's this girl you know from Hawaii her name is Sienna and she um I showed her like you know who Kay has been dancing with and everything and so Val actually had a, the lab was competing at a competition called Vibe Juniors back in that year mm-hmm. and she was like well, I think I would be down to like bring Sienna out, you know, to come compete with us. So I was like, I was low key kind of freaking out because I was like, oh my gosh, the lab <laughs> wants me to come dance with them. I was like, oh, that's so crazy. So I came out um, back in 2016. And ever since then, like I've absolutely loved the lab and just always train with them. And then it wasn't until like the past couple of like months or actually this past year where I've been like a main like choreographer for the studio. So yeah. What did you see in her? I mean,
2: what's not nice to see? First oh, of all. No. She's, she's crazy. Let's
1: bring it on! No, this is good. You need to hear
2: it. It was kind of crazy. They were talking about her one day. There, someone had said something about Sienna, and I was like, "Who? Who is that?" And they showed me a video, and I was like, "Oh, she's." They're like, "She's really good." You got to see her. I was like, "Oh, she's really good." Like, my gosh! Like, she's really, really good. And then um, we were constructing our set, like she had said, and then I just, I was telling Carrie, I was just like, there's just something missing, you know, like, and there was there was some sort of dynamic missing, and I was like, I wonder if that girl Sienna would come out and, and dance with us, and, you know, I, I felt like uh, her strength and just, like, her approach to the way she, you know, performs and her choreography and stuff, and it wasn't even so much that it was choreography-based, it was more just about her as a dancer. Mm-hmm. So when I called and asked her if she'd be down to come out, it was like, I think the week of or two weeks before it was like mm-hmm. something really really last minute and when she came down there was this little section that was open that we didn't have choreography for yet and it was a section she was in and um, I was just like hey like, do you choreograph too and she's just like yeah and I was just like why don't do you want to try like patching this in and seeing like you know what you can do she's like sure she goes into like our little small room and she like comes and gets me in like 10 minutes and she's like do you <laughs> want to see what i did and i was like okay you know i really didn't i didn't know much about her other than she was just a really really good dancer mm-hmm. So i remember her, her like ringing me and she did and i was just like oh, okay this is gonna be something like she's really 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 good and it was just like she was 16 and she was just like You can just tell she just had it, and she was as good, like, with choreography as she was with, like, performing and and, and just, you know, being a dancer.
1: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting
0: to your happy place for a
2: happy price go to your happy price price line stuff so it was kind of one of those things where i was just like okay this this has to be something like she's a star for sure so we just from that point on i just kept telling her you gotta choreograph you gotta choreograph you gotta put your work out you know and so keep she's exercising just, that muscle y- yeah, yeah for sure because i think she had a lot of training um in terms of like her home studio and everything back in hawaii and 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 creating content and, and performing and all that, but I think the level that we were trying to push out um, with the lab and, and do, like, more, like, TV show stuff and, like, you know, we're trying to, like, expand it to more, like, production level, like, it's it's a different type of muscle, like you said, and it's, it's a different type of stage dynamic that you have to create for, and she was so used to classroom content, you know, mm-hmm. and, and just, mm-hmm. like, general competition content that we were just saying, like, hey, let's put it out there, let's, like, get you established, and then at the same time, like let's all kind of exercise like this next level that we're trying to reach and and creating all together, so... She was. An, she's an essential part of everything we've done over the last year. This has
1: all happened really fast because yeah. you just turned 18 at the end of last year, right? I did, yes. <laughs> um, which still blows my mind that at 17 you were helping choreograph uh, million-dollar routines
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> with the rest of the team uh, to help win season two of World of Dance. She was a huge, huge factor. and It's kind of like right when she, she started blowing up where uh, a lot of the international teams really wanted to bring out f- for, for their camps. So it was kind of hard because we were trying to. And she was still in high school school so she was in high school competing with her high school team but also creating for that circuit as well and then she was working with our our tv kids and then she was also traveling and, and doing camps and stuff. So she was incredibly packed and busy. But she would always make time to make sure she came back and helped uh, fill in some content. And that was really kind of her and this other boy, Andrew, that, that does our choreography. Mm-hmm. That was their strength, you know, is that creating really, really, really great content. And, and you know, and then we'd all kind of put it together as a creative team and, mm-hmm. and figure out what works and stuff. And it, it was a different – it was definitely different creating for that type of a stage than it was just for, like, a Vibe Jr. stage. It's it's definitely a different type of approach that you have to be ready for. Definitely.
1: And so you were going to public school while all this was happening? Um, I was an independent study. Okay, because yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'm not sure where you're finding, like... <laughs> she
2: started in public school, but then when it got, like, where she had to be gone for, like, three weeks, they are like, okay, so they she went to yeah. the independent study. Yeah,
1: the school oftentimes... I wound up switching schools because of that reason. They don't it's like crazy. you. you they want you in a seat mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. in their classroom. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah it's, sometimes that doesn't work when other things are happening. Definitely. Because uh, I was going to say, you can't be in China, and then... I know, yeah. <laughs> <coming> back to <laughs> right. history, like, two days later... Um, so, this is what I'm interested in, because you were living in Hawaii, so the logistics of, like, kind of getting her here, getting your roots, or did your mom come with you? How did this all work out?
0: Yes, so I live with my, just my mom right now. Um, I have actually three other siblings, and my dad that still live in Hawaii. Oh my goodness. So, we're not... Obviously, he's not separated, like, by, like, um, choice or anything. But, you know, I'm just so thankful for them because they really sacrificed a lot mm-hmm. for me to be here. Um, but, yeah, I moved back in September 2017. I've been living here for over a year now. Um, but I've always, like, I've love coming to LA. I love being here. I love the energy and just love kind of like the environment because it feels it makes me feel like I want to always keep growing because everything is so fast paced here. Um, you know, Hawaii's a little bit more on the chill side, you right. know, so especially like I think for the dancing, it's like it's a little bit hard for me to want to grow and keep getting better because um, of the culture um, back in Hawaii. So I feel like LA was definitely the place for me to be if I wanted to grow, you know, as a dancer and also as a choreographer. So I live with my mom now. Um, it's just us two for now. But hopefully in, I think, the next year or so, the rest of my family will get to move up after my sister graduates from high school.
1: Oh, yeah. good. It's, <laughs> it's hard to be separated. It is. I it, miss them you all know, the time. It's so it's just still a five, six-hour flight from California. It's, right. not, it is, yeah. it's not like an hour going to Nevada or something mm, like that. It's, <laughs> it is a big sacrifice for your family. Um, I want to talk a lot about sort of the preparation that you guys did um, in Season 2. We had talked a lot about it when we, we had you guys on after the season ended, and um, but did you play a factor into season one at all for them, or just came in for season two? Essentially,
0: no. Actually, i I was like dancing at the lab, but I did not play any part in season mm-hmm. one. Um, I was actually doing season one with I'm a Beast, um, so I competed <laughs> so, yeah. against I the lab, it. which was so crazy. Um, <laughs> but you know, they were still obviously we were still family. It was really cool to like see them um, from a different perspective, and. Like it was a little weird for me too because, like I said, they're family. So it was like competing against them was really weird. But yeah, I didn't have any part in season one. But when I did season two, it was just more of like being a choreographer. And it was like really, really cool because I think coming off of season one as a dancer and then doing season two as a choreographer was just so different. But I feel like I learned. So much from both seasons as well. So, yeah. I think
1: everyone did. I mean, yeah. I've got to imagine because you guys came in with the strategy for season two saying, sure. okay, we've mm-hmm. got an idea
2: of the lay of the land. Yeah. Now let's really attack this. Right, right. And she, she was, I think for season one, too, she had just kind of been introduced to the lab. It was like kind of around the time where she'd done one competition with us, but mm-hmm. she, she had also had her other studio or, or, you know, group that she was dancing with, which was I'm a Beast. So it was kind of like she was already committed to, you know, a different team. So it was, it was an interesting thing because it was like she was family to us but then she was already on another team and so we were competing against each other essentially <laughs> which was kind of funny but i think like soon after season 1 it was just it kind of everything just started falling into place mm-hmm. where she then started doing more content and chore- choreographing with us and stuff and and even dancing and competing and stuff so it kind of just it just merged into something really naturally um and i feel like for season 2 her we we had actually even considered her dancing in season two because I was she was ask of this. Yeah, she was of the age. That was like a strong like discussion that we had, and we weren't really sure. And it's so hard because she she is of the same age as one of the girls that's actually um Sweets, Sweet. She's mm-hmm. yeah, they're she the same exact 18, age. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but um there was just a there was an approach that we were trying to stay with of you know keeping the kids really really young looking, and then it was also that she was already establishing herself and traveling, and it was kind of like. The decision was, do you want to be, you know, in front of the camera or behind it? And it was kind of like, I think essentially she really, really wants to be able to create and, and work on that side of things. So I think she had to just make like, because she's such a good performer that I think it's probably a little bit torn where you're like, dang, you want to be on stage and get that. But you also know that essentially this is the way you want to create and stuff. So mm-hmm. she kind of was forced into making a decision like, which one do I want to prioritize? And then it kind of came down to the, because of her schedule was so crazy that it made sense for her to just be, you know, on the choreo, you know the creative team and choreographing for the, the group and everything. And I think it was a really smart choice because I think the opportunity she was able to have alongside of also creating, it was almost like she was be able, able to be a part of multiple things versus just one thing. Her dancing on stage would have taken her out of so many other things yeah, sure. that I think were essential for even her her ability to create at that level. I think when you travel and you, you're seeing things from a different perspective, I think all of that adds to your creativity and, and mm-hmm. what you're able to produce.
1: Yeah, it makes your movement more mature. I think when yeah. you've been influenced mm-hmm. other cultures, just traveling, the experience of all of that. Um, so, how did this all work? Because I know we have Dietrich in the mix too. Oh. So, mm-hmm. I felt like Trey said a lot of he's like the foundation of what you and Andrew oftentimes would create was the base. Like without you guys, there yeah. was nothing.
2: Right? No, absolutely. And. And that's pretty much what the formula is with the lab is that they are the main, you know, content creators where they come up with all the choreography and all the actual dancing. Um, but I think for a show like World of Dance, it, you know, we couldn't settle with just being really great dancers. Mm-hmm. It was something that visually you needed some sort of architect that could come in and help you frame some really great blow-ups and stunts. And, yeah. and, you know, it's no surprise that Quest crew is just, you know, the masters of that style. I mean, award-winning <laughs> exactly. exactly. Quest crew. Mm-hmm. You know, and they've been friends of ours for so long that it was just really, really great to be able to utilize something that they were so good at and complement the things that they were also really good at. So it was it was definitely a village of people that was, you know, in the room to be able to pull off the kids because as much as everything comes down to how creative we can build a a set and make that process special it really does take the help of every single person making sure that that's even a possibility like there was a ton of props and a ton of stunts and things that we wanted to do and a lot of that fell on the shoulders of like Carrie or some of the parents Mm -hmm. to make sure that the creatives had the best of what they needed so the kids could have everything that they deserve so it was like this big train of like people to really make that all possible but her and Andrew were like such an essential part I think to establish our style You know, and I think that's really, really important because you see the blow-ups and you see the tricks, and those are the moments that, you know, are are standout and we remember, but I think there's a style attached to the lab, and that 1,000% comes from the way they create and the way they dance and their vision for their movement.
1: How do you and Andrew work together? Because it it can be hard working in a team. You know, you have days where it's like, this is super easy, and days you're like, Mm. oh, was a little frustrating. (laughs) No one
2: ever fights. Like, that's good. Yeah, I know, yeah. Between, like, me, her, and Andrew, we're like... Literally, we never have bad energy. There might be stressful energy, Mm -hmm. but there is never bad energy. It's weird. Like, we're literally, we just, like, if it gets, like, at a peak stress, we all just know that it's it's for the better of, like, the team to, like, we just got to, like, push through it, but, like... We just never ever fight. That's never, real, yeah, that's ever. rare,
1: honestly. When you have a lot of teamwork, there are just days when you are like, "This is hard." Oh, <laughs> We're yeah, stressed out. Yeah. How, are you guys mapping it out? Like, how, what is your process for choreographing? Because everyone h- kind of has a different approach to it. Some people are using like pen and right. paper. Some people <laughs> are
2: using software. Other people are just very visual to it. I think right now the process <laughs> has kind of like actually really established itself. I think doing the show really really helped us understand understand how to like create the most like efficient way um, and it was really to have departments of specialists people that are really good at all the ingredients that you need to be able to come up with a winning routine and so um you know on the show we were able to utilize Dietrich's but now we're actually working um closely with Hawk as well and I he's some Hawk. Hawk has been someone that we've worked oh, with yeah. for yeah I know I've known him for probably like 10 years I think and he's just been he's also like this artistic uh, genius you know mm-hmm. where he's just everything is so visual and like it's great because it's so different than the way they see their movement and so it's like this like really nice complementing layers of everything but typically what it'll be is i'll kind of come up with a concept or the direction or like i just think the whole energy to what we want to present then we get on board we have a meeting and we kind of uh, announce that that's the way we want to go then we all brainstorm on music and i think that because i could come up with all those things, but I feel like that would hinder their creativity if they always just had to create to what was asked of them. Mm -hmm. So they're really, really involved in the creative process and picking out music and having an opinion of how do we think that's going to complement what the kids do, or is it not even about that at this point? Is it about pushing past our comfort zone and us all picking something that we're not super used to or super comfortable with? So for us, it's this big process of coming up with the, you know, I'll come up with the core of what we want to do, and then all the creatives kind of around in their special departments will come in and have input and and suggestion on how we can elevate it to be something that we haven't done in the past. Yeah. And for
1: you, how has this been? Like, what have you learned going through this this kind of, like, team process? Because I think it's very different than choreographing individually.
0: Oh, definitely. Um, I think with just being um, one of, like, the main people to do all of, like, a lot of the content, um, it definitely, I've been really stressed at times. Um, <laughs> there's been moments where I've been really stuck as well. Um, I feel like sometimes, like, Like she said, like, we want to keep, like, pushing our boundaries and everything. So, you know, that I've always been, like, thinking of ways to elevate our team and things that we haven't even done yet. So it's a little stressful at times, but I think one thing that I've always learned is that, like, no matter, like, how stressed or, like, how hard it's going to be, like, if you keep pushing yourself and, like, keep thinking of ways that you can always elevate yourself, then, you know, it'll all, like, work out in the end and it'll all, like, just be super worth it as well. So, um Yeah, like I said, it's been very stressful, but like I think... I think I've been getting used to it to a point where like if I do feel stressed or feel really stuck then I'll look for other ways to um, pull some like creativeness from like whether it be um, other performances like that I've been inspired by or other um, like cultures that I've like like, the places that I've visited like if I've been there like I'll take some inspiration from that as well Mm -hmm. so I think for me like I'm kind of like a sponge I like to absorb everything that I've seen or something that I've heard or just things that I've learned over like my entire like dance journey so I think I like I like to pull a lot of like of my ideas from finding uh inspiration from other things
1: where does your maturity in movement come from because a lot of, you're 18 <laughs> a lot of people yeah. are 25 and still even just trying to figure out choreography do you uh, know That's what? just
2: in her DNA? Like, yeah, I've, it is. I've, I've, come, <laughs> what, I've I've tried to like understand it myself. Like oh my gosh, you don't have yeah. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's just she's like one of one when it comes to that. Like there's just, she's just pretty crazy and good. But I will tell. I think one of the things she might not even realize that she does is she really absorbs, and and just um, like fully puts herself in the music. Like, she is nonstop listening to the mix. It's something that's, like, on repeat. If she's in the shower, if she's eating, whatever it is, she's completely just absorbed in everything that it's supposed to be. So she gets herself really, like, she'll read the lyrics over and over. Like, she's very, very, very in-depth with what the song is. So I think that she, she has these little details that maybe you wouldn't know if you're just listening to the song. But she really, like, just figures out every layer to what it is and i think she creates to all of those things and i feel like that's why like when you watch it it's just like pretty incredible because she's just like she's got like so so much depth to like the way she presents her movement and stuff and i mean beyond how smart and intelligent it is her execution is like like out of this world you oh, know like she's you. just like she's just crazy <laughs> is that en- way any of your family members in dance or
1: in music um, actually, my dad used to be a DJ, um, mm, before I was born. Yeah.
2: So. They're just musically inclined.
1: Yeah, <laughs> They're always yeah. somewhere in there. I always am like a grandparent, a parent, an aunt and uncle's because you were, you were around it. You've yeah. Probably, have, even when your I've mom literally was pregnant. grown No, actually.
2: <laughs> I funny think it's story. a Hawaii it's, thing too, though. Cause the culture K is that is way very, too. Yeah, There's just something very, about the music that that just connects to them. They understand it. It's like sure, a language yeah.
0: for them. I feel that, yeah. yeah. Tell the story. Well, um, yeah, so, like I said, my dad used to be a DJ growing up, uh, and when my mom was pregnant with me, she would go to all of his events, you know, and um, the music was so loud that when she was pregnant with me, she could actually feel me kicking to the beat of the song <laughs> that he was playing or whatever, and, like, I remember her saying, like, when she would go to the doctor, she would be like, is it okay for me to, like, be with my baby out in these, like, loud events, and the doctor was like, oh my gosh, no, yeah, it's totally fine, you this know? Is great. Yeah, he was saying, like, if anything, it's like, really, like, it's really good for the baby, like, and so when I was born, you know, she said I would run around the house just dancing and singing, so it's been, like, my family has always been around music ever since, so I think that plays a lot of why I it's amazing. enjoyed mm-hmm. it so much. She came out of the womb. Like, no. <laughs> yeah cuz you were you were having
1: a whole education of mu-
2: music education <laughs> while you were in much. the womb.
1: Her yeah. sisters <laughs>
2: though, she has two other sisters and they're the same way like they don't I don't think dance and training is like a regular part of their routine. And um her sister actually just competed with us, but she came out with they're like really good too. Like they have like barely any training, and they get in a class and they're just killing it, and you're like, okay, so this is totally like a bloodline <laughs> <genetic> <laughs> thing. It's totally, like, they're just genetically blessed. That's incredible. Yeah. Oh, I'm very you. envious. I have to be honest. Oh, thank, <laughs> you <so. laughs> thank, you. thank you.
1: That's <laughs> a gift. What was your favorite routine that um, you helped create for World of Dance?
0: Ooh. Um... We'll pull it up, too. I will definitely have to say it was our second week performance, the Lean Back one. Um, I felt like our kids really embodied what the song um, was, like, talking about and, like, everything about it. I felt like, honestly, for all of us, like, we're competitors. Like, we love competing. So I feel like it was just a really good way for us to. And this one
2: was crazy, too, because
0: this was before Dietrich's had come in the picture. We were just like really
2: trying to push ourselves to, like, because we, you know, none of us trick, so we don't really understand exactly how to direct it. But I think visually we understood what we needed to see. So we were really pushed. I think this really, really pushed us because we had to do all the construction, just the three of us. Mm. And it was. It was a stretch, but I think it turned out to be something we were super proud of. Yeah, and then
1: you also have an understanding of what JLo Lo and Derek and Neo are looking for. Mm-hmm. Sure, they they do want a wow factor on theirs, and they don't want the same thing from the duels to the cut, <laughs> the cut to right. divisional final. They're mm-hmm. very specific about that, and for I sure. always say to people that are like, listen to what the judges are saying because to me, they're saying they have a very clear message about or what, what the they're round looking is for. asking for. Yes, I mean, this was
2: a battle, so we really try to go really aggressive with something that makes. <laughs> the kids feel like they were fighting for their life, you know? And they definitely did, yeah.
1: And I think also the use of the stage is super important because you're not working with the flat stage, you're working in the round. Mm -hmm. Right. I finally got to see that stage in person um, this this season I went, and I
2: was really amazed because I... It's tricky. Well, and it's interesting because the show, in my opinion, you're creating for, like, two different approaches. You're creating for what people see at home, and then you're also creating for your judges that are in person, which that has to be priority no matter what. What they're seeing has Mm -hmm. to take priority. But then... We also were finding out that, like, when we'd watch the playback of stuff, we're like, oh, my God, you couldn't see that whole visual because they shot it from up top. Mm. Right. They shot it from below. So we really felt, like, challenged to understand how we could create something that was appealing to both audiences, you know, the one in studio and then the ones at home and stuff. So I felt like that was hard with having a a circle stage, too. It's just, like... You know, you really, really had to figure out angles and approaches that made sense that didn't lose the power and the quality of what you wanted to push out. But then that also felt visually stimulating, you know, for the camera angles that were being it was being shot in.
1: It really, and I, for people who haven't visited this set, I found it overwhelming, even just as an audience member. And I was in the, the VIP area, which is behind the set, so I wasn't standing. Okay. I didn't know there was a whole viewing room yeah, back oh, there, yeah. which I thought was really cool. But um, just being able to see the 360 camera up top, you hear the noise of that. You have, uh, what do they call it, the B stage, which is behind, mm-hmm. yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, behind the circular stage, and then all of the lights, and then the LED floor. That is a lot to take in, especially, I think, if it's your first experience working on TV and you're 10 years old. um, Right. How are you guys, I mean, they had done it in season one, but some of the newer members of the team, how are you keeping them all really grounded?
2: To be able to deliver on that type of stage, I mean, we we mapped out the whole stage in our rehearsal space too, so we had it fully taped out every inch of things that they were supposed to step on stage and see that they saw in rehearsal as well. And we try to replicate that experience as much as possible. But I think it really just came down to them latching on to the ones that had done season one's energy, and those kids really had to become leaders and let them know and kind of help them feel secure and like because when you get that tech, you're you're on there and it's really quick. It's like fifteen minutes and for us when you have like to map out spacing for tricks and stuff so it's also safe it was stressful because you weren't just getting up and, like, making sure your formations were on point. You were making sure that you weren't standing in the wrong spot so you get landed on by Trey yeah. flying through the air, you know. <laughs> so I feel like that was that was probably the most stressful thing is just making sure, especially in our week four, the one with the desks. That was so, so stressful Ooh. because we didn't get the props until, like, the night before from the show. So what we did was um, we have a really great relationship with um, West Westcombe High School, and they were letting us borrow the their desks every day. But we had to because kids were still in school, we had to pick them up at 3 o'clock when school got out and have them back to the school by 6 in the morning. So every day we're renting a U-Haul to get them there and back, but we knew how important it was for the kids (laughs) to be able to have the actual equipment that they needed to feel secure with and stuff, but there was a lot of prep. I don't think people recognize how many links we went to because you only see the result on stage, Mm -hmm. you know, but, like, the behind the scenes for these kids to be able to be prepared, I mean, like I said, it was a village of people making sure that they had everything they needed so they could, like, really pull up in the way that's they true. did that's unbelievable
1: it really is and that you know we've talked about that re- that of uh, lemon routine a thousand times and oh, it's amazing but the rehearsals mm-hmm. got have, must have been yeah, grueling. crazy yeah they
2: really must have been for that because yeah.
1: there were t- so many props
2: and it was mm-hmm. timing
1: you miss one thing
2: everything's out of line oh, right true. No, for sure. I mean, and they were getting hurt at that point because their bodies were all beat up, and they were so tired, and they were exhausted, and they were sick. And it was kind of one of those things where it's like nothing mattered. They had really no excuse. They just had to do it if that's what they wanted, and they just became these little warriors at that point, you know, pulling through some pretty big setbacks. but. Mm. Uh, they had a lot of support too. I think that they had a lot of encouragement. The parents were really, really, really great, and they kept them on this really great schedule of making sure that they were pampered and taken care of. Um, you know, eating on a certain schedule and getting their meals and, yeah, and the getting little rest Olympians and stuff. that they were. It's pretty much what it was. They just had this Olympic style training <laughs> schedule. So, but
1: I want to know because obviously you and Sweets are in that same age range. Is it weird sometimes where you're kind of in a position of leadership and you're you know you're asking
0: give and take and, you know, we need to correct this, you need to do this. I do feel a little weird um, being so close to, actually, a lot of them in their age. Um, I I actually feel, like, a little insecure about myself a little bit sometimes because I do like, understand that age is, like, a really big, important like, factor on, like, why people like respect you sometimes. Um, but I feel like those kids, like, they always showed me nothing but love and, like, just so much positive energy and um, I think... Like, even if I had to, like, be the bad guy and, like, you know, not be mean, but, like, give them corrections. Corrections, yes. yeah. Um, they always took it with a good heart, and they never, like, you know, gave me, like, any attitude or anything. So I was just super thankful for that. But it is a little awkward and a little weird because I am so close to them in their age. How do you work through those moments of insecurity?
1: Because we all have it. I mean, I right. even sure have yes. it. Like, <laughs> I'm way over 18, and it's there are days that I'm like, why, why am I doing this? But it's amazing to me. Like, at 17, you're like... Here I am in an adult situation, mm. um, asking my peers. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you basically, know, yeah. yeah.
1: You are, and as a teen too, that can be just a hard thing, just because yeah. you're. We're all you're growing up at that time, and I think things for out. me, it's
0: just realizing that you know it's all about, like, what I have to offer to everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, I think just finding confidence in that, and I think when I do that, it, like, just reassures me that I'm on the right path and that everything that I do give to the kids and everything that I say to the kids is all out of, like, good intentions and uh, all out of love. So I hope they know that as well sometimes. (laughs) But, um, you know, there, there will be moments where I'm, like, of course over it or, like, exhausted or tired, but, like, I just have to remind myself, like, the reason on why I do what I do and what the bigger purpose is behind it. And I think once I realize that, like, it just, like I said, it reassures me that, you know, everything is okay. She's
2: really good with them, though. Like, she's, everything is by example for her. Like, she doesn't ask them to do anything that she doesn't demand of herself. And I think that's a big part of it is that they, you know, not only is she a shining example by what she can create and produce, but then when it comes down to, like, the way she treats people and the way she speaks to them, like, there's no ego. There's no I'm better than you. There's no you have to listen to me. She doesn't abuse the power. Right. You know, and she, she she's just very relatable with them and I think that makes it to where it's like they respect her so much because they can obviously all see how good she is but she makes them feel comfortable like we're all fighting for this together you know and I think that for kids when you can relate to them and they feel like they also they also feel connected to you in that sense I think that they, they grew into her being this because uh, at first it was kind of like she was this captain and now it you know now she's, like, kind of a coach and a creator, and it kind of started just for, forming into something different kind of each organically, time. Organically, yeah. Yeah, but I think that the, the line of respect was always intact because of the way she conducts herself to them. I think that she was always just very much, like, you know, encouraging of them and making mm-hmm. sure, like, any kind of feedback she had was so they could be better. And I think that she she's such an essential part of how much the kids have grown Um, her and Andrew over the last, you know, couple years. Andrew over the last five years and her, you know, easily over the last two years. Um, have been, like, just, like, their influence and the way they speak to people and the respect the kids have for them, I mean, it's it's really a result of, of how great they've been back to the kids, because I, you can be really good, but that doesn't mean people are gonna like you, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that if, it's a, it's a pretty common thing that people, they're just really well-received from, you know, their peers or the students or even the community, just because there's just, they don't come with ego and they don't come with any kind of arrogance that says, like, I deserve this or it's, you know, I'm entitled to feel right. this way or act this way, so it's, it's been something, I mean, that's a pretty high standard we have at the studio that you know you treat people the way you want to be treated and yes. you, you, you everyone who's come through yeah. the
1: studio has been amazing from your you know from the Thank lab you. so Thank it's been you. i know and it's funny because of the feedback i get all the time too which i love people are they're such great kids they're so <laughs> polite and so smart they are and so, they're yeah, really
2: good kids they're like, they very very fortunate like all of our students just have such a high regard for respect and discipline and um, you know they're kids and they, they need reminders but they respond yeah. and I think that's the important thing that you know they're never above it they never the little remarks and stuff that you would typically get out of teenage the years. eye rolls <laughs> yeah they're just, they're just not those kids and we're just so fortunate because they could you know you could run into those situations and but I think they know that the standard's pretty high and they, they have to kind of fall in line if they want to move forward and yeah. and I think that they, they respond to it so beautifully that we're, we're really really fortunate that all of our energies just sync up so naturally mm-hmm.
1: well and I think they're all seeing uh, the results of their hard work as sure. well. It's not just hey, this is handed to us. Nothing sure. was handed. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I mean, they work
2: for everything. I think people think that you know it's just this little team of professionals. Sometimes you know maybe because of the show, but I'm um, I'm appreciative of that presentation that people might have received from what we do. But man, these kids work like. They work. We are in the studio. If we're building a project, the minimum amount of hours we spend a day is eight hours. True. We don't take breaks. They have, you know, a lunch break. They're doing school and they're grinding the whole time. Really
0: in the lab 24 7. They <laughs> work.
2: Yeah. So it's kind of like, it's really great that people have such great feedback to it, but I, I there's just so, it's really a result of what they put in. They mm-hmm. just, they, they really know how to commit to things.
1: And I think, too, when I always look at the itty-bitties that you have on the team, I'm like they, you know, the same thing is expected of For them sure. as your yeah. 16, 17
2: 1000%. I know we always say that. I'm like, I don't care if you're 8 or 18. Like, mm-hmm. if you're gonna be at this level, then the standard's across the board and they just fall in line. We've had so many successful little kids come through the studio and just kind of get groomed into this kind of standard of, like, Man, are you really eight? You know, you're like, what was I doing at eight? You know, like they're crazy. They're really, really brilliant. But I think it comes down to the kid. You know, it's like the talent is one thing, but we've really figured out and mastered out a way of how to drill the skill end of kids but it, it can't be received unless they're that type of student that wants it you know and yep. and that really is a huge factor at the lab is like you know if you can get your mind right and you can get yourself in a space where like you really 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 have a strong drive and determination like we have really skilled you know professionals that can help get you there um but it's a combination of the student really really just responding to every single thing that's thrown at them and it's a lot, they condition a lot you know, they, they. I mean and she'll, she'll get down and do it with them too and stuff and I think that's also something that they know, it's like it's not for torture purposes, it's for you know, it's for discipline or it's for results and it's and I think that, you know, it's it's grueling going through it, but they've been so blessed to be able to have so many great moments and opportunities that they can be proud of that I think it, it really has paid off for them yeah. in the long run Definitely.
1: What changes have you seen to the studio? Because uh, will you win a <laughs> show i 'm sure there was an influx of
2: new students or seeking opportunities yeah, for sure I mean we, I think the biggest thing that I noticed the change in was um, probably our Instagram and like just the outreach that was really, really cool to me because. Um, I just didn't really register that it would make that type of an impact or difference for people because it's actually a lot of non-dancers that will reach out to, which is really, really Mm -hmm. sweet. Um, And I think sometimes that's like a little more touching to know that something that doesn't relate to somebody (coughs) else is still touching them and moving them to like feel a certain thing. Mm -hmm. So that type of impact was also really motivating. But our our Instagram messages and just the people that reach out to us, we just so much love and support. And I'm sure you get your, your few comments of, you know, bitterness or hate and mm-hmm. that, but you know what? Like we're just so fortunate because there's just not a lot of that energy surrounding what mm-hmm. we do. And like, I just, I wake up each day and I think about all the, the blessings we have and all the people that support us. And I just feel so, so grateful that there's such love and good energy around us that mm-hmm. that was what I noticed the biggest difference. And sure, there's the kids that come through the door and the parents that are like, oh, we saw you on TV. We want our kids to be that way and everything, but. They quickly realize, like, that's a process. That's a big, long process. And it's a commitment. It's a huge commitment. And I think some of them are willing to to do it because they've seen the result. But for the most part, I think people see results, and then they think, let me sign up for those results. And Mm. you got to kind of understand that, you know, like, Trey's been at this for six years. You know, like, Mm -hmm. there's kids that, even like Logan, like, these kids have been at this for a while, and Mm -hmm. they've kind of just been able to stick with a formula and a system, and and it paid off for them, but there was many times that it didn't. And so, coming and signing up off of someone else's journey is not really practical, but the cool thing about what the kids stand for and what we're really big about is that We love the idea of extending opportunity and making sure everybody feels that they can have a place to kind of dream and believe that they're they're capable of reaching those same results. It's just about the work. Are you willing to put in the work that we we put in to get there? And so, some say yes, and some say yes, and then they quit, and then you know some say no and all that. And either way, I think it really doesn't matter. We're just kind of like we're really into what we do, and we're really about creating, and we're really about the influence that we want to have and the impact that we want to be able to put out there. So it's kind of like just great when people want. To jump in line with it, and yeah. if they don't, I think we're just like we're still very confirmed on the things that we do because we love it, you know. Mm-hmm. Right? How about for you in Hawaii? Because I've got to imagine
1: <laughs> that I, this is a big deal. It uh, is, that you know, you've come to Los Angeles and in two short years have had tremendous success. I've got to imagine your home studio, uh, there's a lot of pride there. What has the reaction been like?
0: Oh man, nothing but endless like love and support, not sure. even just from my studio or like from my family, but I feel like from just the state of Hawaii in general. Um, well, I feel like, especially too because I'm Polynesian, so um, there's not a lot of, like, Polynesian, like, hip-hop dancers that are out into, like, the industry or, like, the dance scene. So I feel like there's been even support from there as well. But, like, every everything that I do, like, everybody just shows me so much love and I'm just so thankful and so grateful for all of it. Like, I, I feel like if I didn't have like all of the love and support that I did, like I definitely wouldn't have, wouldn't be where I am today. But the response from everybody has been just so amazing. And like, I'm even like shocked at it sometimes too because like growing up in Hawaii, it's such a small island, you right. know? And like, I growing up, like I've always loved dance, but I never really thought about taking dance like to another level for myself. Um, I never really like wanted to pursue it like as like a career or anything. Like, all, all I really like wanted to do was just you know stay at home like be in Hawaii and like just have a good time with my family my friends and you know just make dance like something on the side Mm -hmm. but I think like after I started like coming to LA and like started like seeing like what I could actually do with dance like changed my whole perspective and obviously like changed my life too so um it's been crazy it's been a really crazy journey so far but Everybody that I've come into contact with, or people that I've like, um, my family, my friends that supported me, like it's just all been so so great. And like I said, I I really couldn't imagine like my life any other way. Like I've, if I were still at home in Hawaii, like <laughs> going to school or like doing something, like I don't even know what I would like. Yeah, what but my mentality. Life or, opens the door. Yeah, sometimes. definitely. So I feel like I've definitely become a different person from you know dancing alone, but. This is definitely big, like, for me. Like I said, Hawaii's a small island, and I never really had big dreams because I never really knew about, like, the dance scene out here um, until I moved out and started doing stuff. So everything's been crazy, but (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it, and I'm so thankful for all the people that support me and everything.
1: I've got to imagine, too, you're creating big dreams for other young dancers that come from your studio because they see what you've been able to accomplish. Mm. Giving Um, them ideas.
0: I would, I like to think of it in that way, and I hope that, like, I do, like, inspire, like, the younger generation as well. Um, she doesn't know that she's she doing know. it, but you no. are. She's just I really humble, but definitely it. definitely inspires. Did, uh, Rascals, was Rascals from your studio? Yes. From, actually. Yeah, I am Season from, 2. Yeah, yes, Season 2 Rascals. Yeah, I am from um, that studio. It's called Hyper Squad Dance Company. And I've been, like, that's the only studio that I've danced at actually, like, growing up my entire life. So I started there when I was, like, four years old and did so many competitions and performances with them. And then when I came out to L.A., that's when I love the studio, but I love all those kids so much. Did you see them on set? Were you able to
1: cross over at all? I
0: did, actually, because, well, I was traveling a lot of the time, but when I was on set with The Lab, like, I would see them here and there, and it just felt so good because then you feel like you have another family, you know, there with you. So I was so happy to see them, you know, and I think it's cool, too, that you have people from your hometown, you know, be there to also share the same experience with you. Yes, and
1: I remember, too, their package, they're all like... This is such a big deal. We only have, like, one competition a year. No, and yeah, it's, it's true. It was a great story. I actually appreciated that they, they kind of gave them the, the platform to talk for sure. about that. Mm, yeah. Because, same. you know, a lot of us go to Hawaii for vacation. Yes. But we don't realize that there are plenty of people that live their lives 365 days a year there. And, you know, what are those opportunities with dance? And they're able to
0: see something bigger. It's It's crazy. I think... Uh, for dance, like as a community in Hawaii it's 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 not very big. Um, like you said, like everybody thinks of Hawaii as a vacation spot. Mm-hmm. So when you go there and you see like there's other stuff going on over there, you're like, What the heck? It's like a whole new world that yeah. I've never experienced. People before. actually go to
1: school here, right? And- yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> and it's it's crazy. Um but I think for like opportunities as dancers, there's not really that much. Like, we always have to, you know, come and fly out to here, like in California, like to compete. Like they said, once a year. Like, it takes so much, like, effort and energy and also a lot of money to be able to come out here. so expensive. So expensive. And, you know, I think, like, growing up, that's one thing that, like, one reason why I never really thought of dance as such a big thing is because there was not really that many opportunities out in Hawaii to... Um, be able to like work up to like those big goals or big dreams so it, it was hard it was definitely hard but you know I think it definitely humbled me as well to like just realize that you know coming from a, a small area like it didn't really matter like I could just always be able to pursue whatever I wanted to so big opportunity yeah for sure yeah
1: when did you realize that you had something really big with Siena because your teaching has taken you all over the globe at this point. It's crazy. And again, <laughs> I mean, I keep harping on your age, but it's you know, not many people are teaching in China and in other
2: countries um, until they're in their mid to right. late twenties, mm-hmm. if at all, maybe right. even thirties. Right. Um Yeah. Probably the first day I saw her dance in person. Wow. Yeah. It was pretty immediate. I just remember coming in. It was like we were all freaked out. All the kids. We were just like what because she's Who like I am? where are you from she comes in and we're all done right we have the set and then we're like okay well she's got to learn her spot she comes in and she's just learning it as she goes and it was like took them like a month to get you know and they're like she's clean we're like i know we're like all genuinely freaked out like they're coming they're like she's kind of scaring me like what is this and i'm like i don't know i've never seen anything like it too and i just remember that first rehearsal being hilarious because they were like Oh okay, cool. We're gonna <laughs> win. You know? <laughs> like, 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 you know what? Dang, I think we just found the secret weapon and it was kinda cool because you know, I we have so many kids at the studio that ha- are really versatile, and they, they flip or they trigger, right, whatever. They they're, they have so many of these blowups, but I think she kind of came in and inspired a different thing that we hadn't had. You know, and I think her being as young as some of the kids that were competing and having this, like, really, really, really crazy approach to how hard she hit and her choreography and everything were just like, I think it just motivated us to see dance at a different level, you know. And, mm-hmm. and so it was kind of like that day, I was like, yeah no she's pretty dang special she's gonna she's gonna be it and I remember telling um I think I remember telling Carrie or Kaya's mom, because that's where she had lived, and Kaya's mom was actually a huge part of, mm-hmm. you know, the reason why she was able to be out here and do what she did, was that, you know, she opened up a house to her and allowed them to stay there and, you know, just kind get of... Get
1: settled. Get settled mm-hmm. and, and
2: have the opportunity to be in L.A. because it isn't it isn't easy. It's expensive and, you know, it's 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 really demanding and stuff. And so I just remember saying, like, trust me, like, if she can move out here, like, we can build an empire because she's just that good. She's just... She, I just... There was just something that maybe we, we'd been good before, but I think as you get better and better, you have to add to the ingredients. You mm. have to be able to add to the layers. And that's what we've been able to do pretty successfully over the years, is always kind of bring in new creatives to keep the flow feeling fresh and new. That's right. and I'm really, really big on that coming from students because I think there's this. this um, idea of staying really current is also by listening to what their interest is. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, kind of taking your knowledge and mixing it with their generation, I think, right. is one of those things that, that helps us feel that, that it, it stays relevant. You know, you don't just go with these old ways of thinking, you know, well, like, well, we didn't have this then, and no, like they did Exactly. <laughs> With <laughs> it's... our
1: cane in our wheelchair. But uh, that's unusual, though, because, yeah. you know, you go into it, any part of business. It doesn't matter whether it's just entertainment, and oftentimes your generation isn't being listened to by sure. the older generation, and
2: but I think coming together, that's, everyone that's can been learn. a huge thing, is that we'll have, uh, I feel like I've been doing this a long time, so like, I understand the lows and the highs, but I don't have what they have, you know, and, and I know that that's kind of something that both are necessary because they can be really good and you don't know how to use your good and then it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of one of those things we've been able to kind of connect on where you have these really, really brilliant dancers and choreographers creating really great content. And then we're all kind of discussing the best way to use it and the best way to put it on the students and the mm-hmm. best way to get it through to the students. Because it also comes down to the students can be really good, but if they're not mentally ready to train at that level, mm-hmm. then you still don't get the best of them. Yeah. So that's kind of where I'll come in and help them understand the training. And these <laughs> kids come in here and they they teach them how to be, you know, these little skilled masters at their age and stuff. And it's, it's really this combination that's been the success. It's, I don't believe that there could be one person responsible for any of it. It's mm-hmm. really just been this incredible group effort. Um, I mean, and the kids are part of that equation, too. They mm-hmm. have to be. You know, it's everybody kind of to coming have a voice. together. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 they they do. They get to say, like, I like this song, I don't like this song, or I like this movement, I don't like this movement. Not to place where they're, you know, spoiled and they just get to stomp their feet, but I think input is so important. I think voicing things and just feeling like you have that kind of involvement, really really makes a difference in the pride you take in what you do, yeah. you know, and it's like maybe they're not ready to have a voice yet, but I think the fact that they're allowed to, I think, helps them approach their training like it's something special and, and, and personal to them. Mm-hmm.
1: What about teaching? because I think that that is a muscle that can be developed young, but obviously you've kind of developed it really young because I think that that's one of those things oftentimes people are apprentice teachers, that kind of thing, and then they kind of come up through the yeah. the whole system. but you're you obviously like 10. I know I'm I, I, you're, <laughs> so young when you're started. teaching all over the world, and you know being asked to come and teach at studios you're obviously delivering something that people you know what
2: most people don't realize and i think she's such a great example of it most people look at cnn they'd be like she's a master and that's why she's teaching master classes and right and she's young but she's she's got a lot of knowledge to still offer and, and and she's got a movement right but what they don't realize is she's young but then think of how young she actually started in teaching she wasn't just a really good dancing choreographer and then she got you know international and started teaching like you that doesn't mean you're a good teacher. Right. But she started teaching at a really young age, at a very beginning level, and a lot of kids nowadays won't do that. They want to teach master classes because they're advanced. But that doesn't teach you how to be a good dancer, or excuse me, a good educator or teacher. You really right. have to understand how to develop the patience for students and communication. Yeah. You know, and that's easier to do with an advanced level, but it it also is less respect. And if you don't have something to offer beyond mm-hmm. your movement, you know, right. And so she started really young, but she started. Never with a master class, never with an advanced class. She worked into that movement and she was really good, still teaching beginning intermediate classes even when she came out to our studio like she didn't just get a master class when she started and she was worthy of that but there were things and tools that she needed to develop and I think that that was a big reason why she did um, the Westco you know hip hop and, and did that competition circuit is that you know it allowed her to be present in a situation where she hadn't been there before and she had to work with dancers that maybe weren't at her skill level but she had to give them the presentation that they were she had to train them to be at a level where they could do her choreography or they could they could come together and look united as a team, and I think that helps her develop skills to know how to take what she is good at and communicate it with you know, a bunch of students that don't even speak the same language. Well, how old were you when you taught your very first class? I was ten. Ten. So <laughs> you were ten been doing it for a long yeah. time. So
0: how old were the cl- kids that you were teaching? I was actually teaching high school and college <laughs> students for my church dance group. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, okay, it was, it was crazy. That but.
1: is crazy. But obviously, see, this is some of the skills that you learned young too. Mm-hmm. Is that that balance? Sometimes it's. You know, you are teaching people who are older than yeah, you, and right. and learning to, you know, that they have to respect you and that you have a voice as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your secret weapon as a teacher? Is there one thing that you really? I don't
0: really think I have a secret weapon. Oh, you I do. Just, no, I I I just absolutely love just being surrounded by people, and I just love giving back to others. So, and I think the fact that I love dance as well, I think putting those two together just make me love it even more, so every time I teach a class, like I just love being able to um, what is the word, I just love being able to interact with other mm-hmm. people, you know and I love just feeling other people's energy around me, so I don't really think I have a secret weapon, I just love being surrounded by people, she's, it's and pretty genuine.
2: She just genuinely enjoys giving and sharing, and I think that I, that
0: I think it makes people feel really
2: welcomed in her classes. Because I could imagine it'd be intimidating to take a, a class from Sienna, but then when you get in the class and she's so personable and there's there's such a connection, like uh, I think there's a, a nice like energy and spirit. I think that's what has kept her like really being like highly like demanded or requested. Is that people feel really good when they leave her classes, you good. know? Even if they can't do it, I've had like s- like ten year olds come. to Take her class and I'm like oh no you know like I'm like oh no they're, <laughs> they're not to ready to do but... it. and they leave and I'm like that was so much fun and it's just cute because like I think she just has a way of making you feel really good and involved and just proud of where you're at for you know mm-hmm. and just the effort and getting out there and trying and stuff so I think that she just has a really good connection with her students and that's I think her she has many secret weapons but I oh think I think her as a person is probably the most special thing
1: yeah mm-hmm. people feel comfortable they'll come back week after week no matter how challenging it is I know I Took a. I didn't take a hip-hop class. I shouldn't say that. But I was at uh, 24-7 ah, uh, yes, yeah, yes, over yes. the weekend. Twitch was teaching on stage. And I was watching on the sideline because my friend's daughter was teaching. But he was so encouraging and it was fun. And I started I taking it. Twitch, and I'm yeah. terrible at hip-hop. However... I had so much fun. For sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I posted it on my Instagram, and I'm like, I'm a mess. This technique is a mess, but I was like, there's so much heart here because he made me want to move. For sure. Yeah, For sure. and I think that's probably, you probably do something very similar to your students. That, she does. Yeah. And it's, it's a very special quality. It's, a, it's an unusual one, too. So. I feel
0: that. Thank you. Yeah, because
1: oftentimes, <laughs> I'm in class, if I take a hip-hop class, I'm like, I'm just a mess. I, you know, I, but I walked out of that, and I was like, that was awesome. I kind of crashed the class on the sidelines, oh, but it was did. great. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Um what are your goals now because I sit here and I think and, and we talked about this with Trey you guys did Times Square
2: and Midnight yes. um uh, yeah. in the
1: rain but and I always think dancers the bucket list of doing Super Bowl doing Times Square you're 18 you've already done world of dance like Where do you see yourself going in the next couple years?
0: Um, I definitely still see myself traveling. Like I said, I love educating people. I love being able to give back to others and be able to share my movement and just my experiences with others. But as much as I love educating, I also love creating. And so hopefully some, like, in the next span of, like, these next couple of months throughout this year I just really hope to be able to create for bigger stages um, you know like whether it be award shows or Mm. um, even like big like movies or commercials or like I just want to be able to create for bigger things and I think that would be really cool for me to experience that because I actually did uh, some choreography for the AMAs last year with uh, Sierra and Missy Elliott and you know that alone like I was so blown away with like that whole experience and how you know um, the creative director behind that was Hi Hat um, and I was just so amazed by how everybody was just creating and like being able to you know really organize their work in a way where it's Showcased, um, you know their best, uh, their best stuff. And so, Missy loves dancers. She's Miss, so you know, great with she's them. So great with it. Yeah, yeah. she was so great. And um, so yeah, I really just want to be able to put my work on bigger stages, hopefully. And you know. Um, Obviously, keep growing, keep sharing, but it's one of my biggest So you think you're not auditioning, correct? Your schedule does not allow uh, it. I know. I I was hoping to, but it's, yeah, my schedule for the next couple of months is so crazy that I don't think it was going to work out, but it's okay. I will definitely probably watch it on the side and cheer on some of my friends. Yes, maybe in the future
1: if it comes back. (laughs) Maybe in in the future, yes. You know, you can clear out your schedule a little bit. But I do have to ask (laughs) because I was
0: like, the LA auditions
1: are coming. I know,
0: yeah. I'm not, though. I wish I was, but it's okay. Yeah.
1: Hopefully sometime next time. All right, <laughs> Fingers crossed on that. <laughs> well, I want to thank you so much. I feel like it, it was
0: long overdue to get you in here in I the know. studio. <laughs> thank you so much for having us today. I enjoyed this entire talk and... You're such a sweet person. Oh, my gosh. I love it. <laughs> thank you. Energy throughout the whole show. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And Val, thank you for coming back. For, for the s-
1: third time. <laughs> I love it. Thank World you for record. having me. i know, <laughs> holding the record. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. And c- come back anytime. Seats are always open for you guys. Thank, thank you. Thank you so ben,
0: much. Of course. If anyone wants to find you guys online, where can they find you? Uh, my Instagram is at sienna.lalau, S-I-E-N-N-A dot L-A-L-A-U. Facebook, same thing. YouTube, across the board. Across the board. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How about you, Val?
2: Um, you can find the lab at in the lab two four seven, um, and then you could find mine, at Valerie underscore Ramirez. Perfect.
1: All right, you guys. We will be back next week. We have another person from uh, World of Dance coming on. We're trying to kick it up, you know, ramp it up for nice. season three. <laughs> we want to thank Dance Network, of course, and Popcorn Talk for presenting the show, and we'll see you all next week.